turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. I think all of you know that there are a few things in our Republican form of government that is more important than free elections that are characterized by integrity. And here in the state of Ohio... We are very fortunate that in the last several elections, there has not been a hint of controversy whatsoever. And recently, that is mostly because of our Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, who is joining us right now live. Secretary LaRose, welcome, and thank you for taking time for us today. I don't often disagree. Thank you, Bob. And I don't often disagree with you, but I must say that uh, a lot of the credit goes to the fact that we are blessed to have dedicated, hardworking elections officials, candidly, from both parties that work at all 88 of our county boards of elections, 50,000 people that work the polls on Election Day. It's because of their patriotism and dedication and the fact that we insist that we follow the law and carry it out as written. Well, I agree with that, but it doesn't happen without good leadership. Uh, your office has announced something brand new, the Public Integrity Division. And as I was looking at some of the local news media and their response to this, uh, my thought was, wow, that's really great. But I don't know whether you've seen it, but some of the local media has taken you to task saying, well, does this mean that we didn't have integrity before? If the office has integrity, why in the world are they establishing the uh, public integrity division? I thought, are you serious? Uh, what? You know, so- Bob, I guess it's not surprising that sometimes people with an agenda are going to show their bias like that. Of course, all government agencies, government officials, people that have sought public office should find ways to do their jobs better. And that's exactly what we've done here. Listen, Ohio has been a national leader for a long time in offering elections that are accessible. It is undeniably easy to vote in Ohio, but also that are honest. We didn't become a national leader by sitting on our hands. We came became a national leader by innovating and we're continuing to do that. I've got a prediction for you. My phone in about 24 hours is going to start ringing off the hook from other secretaries of state saying, wow, this is a great idea. How do we copy it in our state? And I hope they do, because really what we're doing here is consolidating some of the functions of our office that have existed for a long time, such as auditing campaign finance reports to make sure that politicians are honest with how they raise their money and where it's spent. Uh, Our work of, 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 Maintaining accurate voter rolls, removing deceased voters from the rolls, making sure that only citizens can be registered to vote. We do that well. We can do it even better. Uh, Our work to investigate election fraud when it happens, and the good news is that voter fraud is rare. We keep it rare by treating it seriously. 
you know, the other, and I said this to a reporter earlier today, they said, but voter fraud is so rare. Why do you need this? And I said, well, carjackings are rare in my neighborhood, but I certainly hope the police are there in case (laughs) something happens. And it doesn't mean you don't lock your car. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, we take voter fraud and election integrity very seriously. When it happens, we're going to investigate it. And with the creation of this new division, we're able to do that better. Because here's the bottom line, Bob. For a long time, long before my administration, when there's a report of suspected election fraud, somebody from my office will try to investigate it. Somebody from the county board of elections will try to investigate it, but they're not trained investigators. They're elections clerks. They're people that stuff envelopes and do data entry and train poll workers, and they do all those things very well, but they're not investigators. And so what often happens is that by the time an investigation is completed, it's nothing that the county prosecutor can act on because it didn't follow the rules of evidence, because witnesses were not placed under oath before they received the sworn statement or or what have you. And so with this, we're going to be able to hire trained investigators, people with a law enforcement background, so that we can actually secure prosecutions when people break the law. So let the word go out. If you think you're going to violate the law in Ohio by conducting election fraud, or for that matter, by conducting a voter suppression, we won't tolerate either of those things. If you think you're going to get away with it in Ohio, you won't. You'll face justice. And the new Public Integrity Division of the Ohio Secretary of State's office will make sure of it. Well, I've got to ask you the question, because you're going to be asked it by other people, so I might as well ask it as well. Uh, Some will say the timing is a little questionable this close to the election to uh, prop up your uh, re-election possibility. How do you respond to that? Well, first of all, if Ohioans think I'm doing a good job, then they should re-elect me, right? That's the choice that we get. And if you you think that I've done a good job in this office, then that's the, the choice I tell my employees that they all have periodic employee evaluations, just like most people do. And I tell them that my employee evaluation comes up on November 8th and my employers will decide if they want to retain me in this job or not. But listen, this is something we've been kicking around for a while. The law has said for decades and decades that it's my responsibility to investigate election fraud. It says it right there in the Ohio Revised Code. But without investigators, we can't perform that function. This is something I keyed in on a couple years ago. We've been working diligently to put this together, and I would have uh, announced this months ago if we were ready to do that. We're, we weren't. We're ready to announce it now. And there's also a deterrent factor. So it's um, it's good that this is something that we were mm-hmm. able to get done before this election because, again, anybody that's out there thinking about trying to get away with ballot harvesting or trying to get away with forging a signature or any of the other things that somebody may come up with, uh, they should know that they'll, they'll be caught. Uh, if you think you can vote in Ohio and in another state, you'll be caught. We've got an investigation ongoing right now involving dozens, not hundreds, but dozens of voters who voted in Ohio and voted in another state. Well, guess what? We caught them. <laughs> we're, we're conducting that investigation right now. And uh, the, the, the ability to catch that kind of thing is only going to grow with the creation of this election integrity division, this public integrity division. It's something that we're proud of. Uh, listen, uh, people can draw all kinds of conclusions, of course, uh, and, and uh, politicians with their own motivations on the other side are going to criticize this, probably because they wish they'd come up with this idea first. But we're proud of what we're doing here because it's going to mean that more people can feel confident participating in our election. This should drive better turnout, better participation in an honest election. We're talking with Frank LaRose, Ohio's Secretary of State. 
Uh, Frank, how can our listeners find out more about the first ever brand new Public Integrity Division of Ohio's Secretary of State Office? How can they find out how this impacts them, their vote, and the integrity of Ohio's election process? The first thing I'd encourage them to do is make sure you follow me on social media. We keep a steady stream of accurate information out there for voters, and it's just at Frank LaRose on all the different platforms. Also, we've created a website that has all the information you need about this, and that is at ohiosos.gov slash public integrity, ohiosos.gov slash public integrity. There's information there about how we secure our process. If you're curious about this and you want to know how we make sure that voting machines are never connected to the Internet, if you want to understand how we safeguard absentee voting to prevent fraud or how we uh, do our post-election audits, for example, all of that is available at ohiosos.gov slash public integrity. What's also there is a form that you can report to us if you believe that something fraudulent has happened. Uh, and, And so we want to have that information so that we can investigate it, of course, We also have a hotline at 877-SOS-OHIO, 877-SOS-OHIO, where you can report if something's going wrong. And now with the creation of this division, there will be professional investigators that can dig into it and make sure that people face justice. All right. Frank LaRose, Ohio's Secretary of State, the first ever Public Integrity Division. And as uh, Frank LaRose said just a moment ago, I would imagine that secretaries of state around America, as they have done so often, fortunately, Ohio has become a premier place for Ohio's or for election integrity. And many other states have copied what we have done. And again, I congratulate Frank LaRose. And as he pointed out, all of those on both sides of the aisle that are involved in election integrity here in the state of Ohio. Frank LaRose, thank you. I know you're incredibly busy. I believe you're in a car traveling around the state, and I so appreciate taking time for us today. Thank you so much, Bob. And also remember to register if you're not already registered or update your voter address at VoteOhio.gov for October 11th. That's the deadline. All right. And by all means, vote, 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 vote. Ohio Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, always great to have you on the program. God bless you. Thank you so much. Keep our elections officials in your prayers as well. Thank you, Bob. We will. All right. Bobberty Live will continue. Stay tuned. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. And, and I, I need to apologize to you uh, for something that I do all the time. Uh, if you were listening before uh, the 4.30 segment, I was... Uh, reading you a report from Cedars-Sinai Hospital Group, medical group, about the market, the industry, the business of sexual reassignment surgery. In fact, the market report, it is being called, 
And I shared with you that the whole thing made me quite angry. And it did. That was not phony. That was not made up. It was not, uh, makes me angry. And so I was right getting towards the end of my comments on the report, and I ran out of time, which happens often. And I said, when we come back, I'll finish this. And I knew that I was going to be talking to the Secretary of State. I mentioned that at 3.30. It's right here on my computer in front of me. I knew that. But I got so wrapped up in the story, I forgot. (laughs) Now it has nothing to do with age. I've been this way my entire life. Uh, Psychologists would have a heyday trying to study my memory. It is weird, it is strange, and it's always been that way. Ask my wife. It is amazing that she has stuck with me now for almost 53 years. My memory is, it's just crazy. And it's inexplicable. I, I can't explain how my memory works. So I knew that he was coming up, but anyway, I want to get back to this report. If you were not listening earlier, uh, this is a report from Cedars Sinai, the medical system, one of the most respected in America. And the, t- the uh, title is listen to this U.S. Sex Reassignment Surgery Market Report. We're talking about surgery that in most cases is irreversible. We're talking about surgery that often, often is done on minors that will absolutely change the rest of their life. This will be probably the single most important thing physically that happens in their entire life. And it's because of a psychological issue, not a physical issue. This is a mental thing. And yet, they're dealing with it as a market, an industry. And this eight-page report is the, again, U.S. Sex Reassignment Surgery market report. How much money are we going to make on it? How much profit are we going to make? Oh, it's going to be very, very profitable. It's very lucrative. I come to page five, and I've got to hurry because I'm going to run out of time. Headline on page five, key companies and market share insights. I hope that just puts a shudder up and down your spine. When we're talking about what what we're talking about. The physical mutilation of bodies, and they're talking about market share. We're talking about people here. We're not talking about commodities. Well, to these people, they are talking about commodities. Let me quote, and i got to hurry. The U.S. sex reassignment surgery market... Over and over and over again, it's market, market, industry. The companies 
the companies contributing to the market growth are focusing on adopting several strategies to strengthen their market presence. If you understand what we're talking about and the people involved, the psychological, physiological, and even spiritual implications here, and they're talking about companies want to strengthen their market presence. Some prominent players... In the U.S. sex reassignment surgery market include Mount Sinai Health System, Transgender Surgery Institute of Southern California, Cedars-Sinai, Moen Surgical Arts, Boston Medical Center, Cleveland Clinic, CNY Cosmetic and Reconstructive Surgery, Plastic Surgery Group Rochester, the University of Michigan Health System, and the Johns Hopkins University. These are the, quote, prominent players in the U.S. sex reassignment surgery market. And then on page six, U.S. sex reassignment surgery market report scope. And then it talks about revenue forecast. Growth rate, revenue in U.S. million billion dollars, revenue forecast, company ranking, competitive landscape. Competitive landscape? Are you kidding me? Let me just repeat it's evil, it's wicked. <laughs> 